Under the Cortex is supported by Macmillan Learning Psychology. This is Charles Bloom with the Association for Psychological Science with another mini-podcast speaking with one of our 2022 Spence Award winners. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Oriel Felton Hall with Brown University. Her work merges multiple different fields, including behavioral economics and social psychology, to investigate the brain mechanisms that support these complex processes. Oriel, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me. Before we dive too deep into other questions, can you just tell us generally about your current field of research? What are you most interested in? What are you trying to uncover? Sure. So I'm a social neuroscientist, which means that I study how individuals interact with other people. More specifically, I'm curious about how people make pro-social decisions under uncertainty. So how do they decide to help another person, to be fair to them, to punish or to withhold punishment, all while not knowing what choice is the best choice at hand? So if you think about having to decipher what another person is thinking or feeling, we don't always have access to the motivations or the plans of another person. And so we have to execute these choices about whether to help or to cooperate in situations where we don't always know what another person is planning to do. And this makes for a very hard decision problem. So what inroads have you made in understanding this, how they make these complex choices? Well, um, I think there's a few things. You know, one of the things that my lab tries to do is to study these types of decisions in the laboratory, but in situations that most resemble what happens out in the wild, what's happening in the real world. We try to preserve all of the tensions or most of the tensions rather, that are happening in the real world, we try to bring them into the laboratory. So it really helps get a deeper understanding of the mechanism. So what types of learning mechanisms like associative learning or reinforcement learning or structure learning do people deploy when they're making these types of choices? And we feel that we're starting to get a good handle on those mechanisms because we're better able to capture the tensions of the real world in these sort of sterile laboratory settings. I'm curious, how can you do that? I mean, essentially, how confident are you that you were able to at least recreate sufficiently the natural interactions that happen around us with family and friends in the laboratory setting? Sure. You know, one of the tools that we use is behavioral economics. So we essentially build these uh, economic games that rely on strategy and a willingness to pay to cooperate or to help depending on what the other person is deciding to do. Now, these bear a little bit of resemblance to what happens in the real world, but of course are also stripped back. But they're things that we can do to enhance the validity of these tasks, of these games that make them more like the real world. We can make them much more complex. We can you know, have people play in the lab with uh, other people in real time. We can enlarge in the decision space so that the tensions are continually changing just like the ones that we see and experience in the real world. That's one tool that we use. And the other thing that we do is we also try 
to sometimes bring the laboratory out into the wild. So right now we're running a study on an incoming cohort of freshmen at Brown University, and we're watching and measuring how they build their network. So when they come into school, they have no friends, but in those first few weeks and over the course of the year, they build this rich network of friendship. And so we're testing a lot of our models of how people represent these social networks basically in the wild as it unfolds in real time. It's a longitudinal study over the course of a year. Looking to the future, what are the main challenges that you see? Are there any major roadblocks, things that would be important to address so you could really advance our understanding in this area? Yeah, that's a great question. I think there's a lot of answers to that question. I think there are a lot of different roadblocks. You know, one that I see and that I'm experiencing at the moment and trying to overcome is the simplicity of our computational models and capturing the decision and learning processes that humans are involved in. Basically, what we're trying to do is scale up these models to better mimic the complexities that people experience in the real world when they're engaging with other people. And that's not an easy problem. So that's something that we're actively tackling. And I think that's going to be a long slog um, that will take a number of years to get through. Well, I thank you for your time and for telling us a little bit about the research you're engaged with. This is Charles Blue with the Association for Psychological Science, and I've been talking with Oriel Feldman Hall with Brown University, one of the recipients of the APS 2022 Spence Award. Thanks for chatting today. Thank you so much for having me. Introducing Macmillan Learning's Achieve for Psychology setting a whole new standard for integrating assessments, activities, and analytics into your teaching. One way Achieve does this is through new goal setting and reflection surveys. Pre-built and easy to assign, these surveys help students define and attain their own personal goals for the class, while giving instructors insights into each student's academic skills and emotional well-being. The goal setting and reflection surveys are just one tool in Achieve's suite of reports and insights and one example of how Achieve goes well beyond just delivering first-rate class-to-class course materials. For a preview of Achieve for Psychology, go to macmillanlearning.com forward slash psych sessions.